Hello everyone, welcome back to the Ultimate Movie Marathon. I am your host, Chris Sachs, here with my cousin and co-host, Neil Carroll. Welcome back to the Batman Discussions. Very excited. First of two animated that we are going to be doing. Um, We are, if you may have missed out on the first two episodes, but we are in the middle of our Batman movie marathon. Uh, First episode, we did Batman 1989. Last episode, we did uh, Batman Returns. And now we are on to Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. I forgot how much I used to enjoy this movie. Like this, I I, I was in love with the animated series, so it's no surprise. Mm -hmm. But this movie came out early in that series. And, you know, they were having a hit with the Joker. So it felt like, you know, and I was reading some of the trivia, they needed to, they wanted to do a non-Joker story, but needed to infuse him in because they wanted to carry over that success from 89 and from the cartoons. And I think it was a good use of, of uh, the Joker character in this. Yeah, I was um, interested to, uh, we're going ahead a little bit, but yeah, I was definitely interested to see that he was featured in it, but I thought it was a good use of the Joker. Yeah, 100%. But they used him really, really well. And what is... What is the Batman from the Batman animated series without Mark Hamill's Joker? I mean, it's perfection. Like, it just really is amazing. Uh, He, again, and we've talked about this on other podcasts and and leading up to this. Kevin Conroy, Conroy and Mark Hamill are the voices I hear when I read Batman comics. Right. When I think of Batman, I envision, you know, Michael Keaton. Like when I, when someone's talking about You envision about Michael Keaton with, uh, that suit and that, you know, yeah, with Kevin Conroy's voice. With Kevin Conroy's voice. But let's jump in. I, let's start right at the beginning with the WB drum roll. Yes. It, that was nice. Like to see that again and to have Bugs Bunny leaning against the WB sign was a welcome, welcome return to my childhood. Why do they not do that anymore? Have the kids really forgotten Bugs Bunny? Have they cast him away? They're out on Bugs Bunny, man. I don't think they they mess with Bugs anymore. Bugs got canceled. Yeah, it feels that way. The Looney Tunes, I think they got canceled. Oh, they, uh, they abandoned the. They, they were doing too many uh, inappropriate things <laughs> back in the day, and well, uh, they got canceled. Speaking of, the drum roll leads right into this dramatic opening, which was different than the animated series, but still uh-huh. very, very good, very Burtony and very dark. We're maintaining this dark appeal, even in this animated series. Yes, yes. Well, the animated series. So let's. Let's talk about that a little bit because the animated series had at least one season before this movie came out. Correct. Um, this is really just 
like uh, extended episode of the animated series. It's like it's it's a movie, but it's only an hour fifteen minutes. Right. Um, it was back when you could basically like back in the day when you could essentially just release a slightly longer episode of a television show in a movie theater. In a movie theater, and, and you had plays. enough movie traffic, movie theater traffic to play. Yes. I mean, exactly. I thought this was a good, like, I get why they made a movie out of this, a theatrical release. I thought it played well. There were some uh, com- uh, animated movies where I was like, this could be in theaters, but it went straight to video. You know, definitely mm-hmm. some in the Batman series. But this is a PG movie. Totally PG. Yeah, which there's, there's some things yes. in it where I'm like, okay, interesting. Ooh. This was the... This was the early 90s, so I understand why a PG rating in the early 90s is a little different than today. It's not only that, it's like it's very and I don't mind this because I mean, I'm against them generally, but like I don't I don't think we have to hide it in cartoons and stuff. The guns in this opening, like it opens right up on a mob scene and being terrorized by this phantasm and dealing with this and they're shooting like there's guns happening oh yeah they we start out with a whole mob counterfeiting scheme and money laundering and just a ton of guns and this movie has blood notably which the animated series did not correct and you know not have that on tv as I watched this, it continuously reminded me that we were just stronger than the uh, children of today. Uh, this still strikes me as PG. I think nothing about this movie merits PG-13 or any of the other nonsense. I, I think this I is totally PG. I However, in, by today's standards... Today's standards, uh, I doubt it would have the same the same rating. I bet you it would yeah. be PG thirteen, or they'd have to lose the guns and the blood. They exactly, yeah, like they took it out of ET. But let's also on that topic, on that vein of PG thirteen slash like the kids of today. You know, you mentioned it. They, it opens describing a counterfeiting ring, and the conceit of the film is like this revenge story. Uh, there you know, essentially executing these um, mob members, mob members, mob bosses. So like you had to be intelligent. Like obviously it was for adults that were taking their kids to see it too. But I think, you know, today's cartoons are very, very bland and lame. lame Well, I, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I never saw this when I was a kid. Okay. I but if you did, uh, I feel like you grasp it. Uh, if it was did, if I did, I, you know, the money laundering stuff would go over my head. But like, I th- this was not because this still came out. Like we were too young when this first came out, right? The only time we were seeing this is if we saw it on video. Yeah, because this wasn't playing on TV either. No, yeah, so we this didn't comes catch out it in um, 1993. We're only two. Right. So this is a this is a if we're watching this, it's on video. Um, and I never I just never saw it. I never came across it uh, in my childhood. So this was only I think this was the second time ever seeing this movie. And the first time I saw it, I might have been like in college. Yes. 
I agree. I mean, I think I was a little younger because I was I was so deep into that cartoon, but it it plays. It just and it still plays today. I think it holds up. But continuing on with this notion, you said there was blood. It's the money laundering. It's rated PG. There's guns. There's all this stuff. And you know, there's some lines that we're going to get to later when we go over our, our favorite lines and such that are yep. outside the mainstream. I think one of the things they took from the movie was from the like 89, not 89 necessarily, but Batman Returns is at some point there's an effort to discredit Batman. He's, he's yes. uh, blamed for some deaths that occur. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, very Burton look. And that's very like, that's a, that's a classic Batman trope. Yeah. You know, he shows up and looks out the window after the guy falls. Especially early Batman. Especially early Batman too. Like, you know, in his early stages when people aren't sure about Batman or whatever, that's, that's one of the things is like, oh, is he the one murdering people or whatever? He typically gets framed. This he's in he's later stage Batman in this because he uh, well, has the uh, back yes signal. No. He he's later stage, but it's like almost a later year stage one. enough. Yeah, it's yeah. it's close enough flashbacks. where he's got the relationship with Gordon, and Gordon's the commissioner. Yeah. Which I like. I like the kind of flashback to year one, year two Batman. That stuff was excellent. Uh, his training, his talking to Alfred, yes, his stuff with his parents, a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, it's and and like all four of the original Batman movies slash this animated movie. It's like they just would not stop with the gunshot and the pearls hitting the ground. And like, if I have to right. look at that gravestone one more time, I'm gonna off myself. It was. <laughs> you know, they just went back to the well so many times, but uh, you know, I did, I did get it. Like he was, it was a, it was very powerful. You know, the promise he's making to his parents, and I think you know, there's a line where it's it's flashback to like his year one. He loves this woman, which we'll talk about, and she, you know, he's like, I, but I can't be with her from Batman. And then goes and starts crying, Batman crying at the gravesite saying you know i i never counted on being happy i just never counted on being happy which was a powerful powerful ass line and very batmany i thought very batmany and very like it, again mature considering yes. the target audience a lot of marriage and, talk um, in this like movie deep. Yes, a, a very like deep emotion for and and thoughtful emotion for a children's cartoon movie to have. I, I think Pixar took notes. Uh, you know what? I actually they, they must have been watching this. Yes, and and took some notes to 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 make sure that the the parents were entertained too. You know, it had to have some depth to it. Had to have some depth. I no, I dig it. I think you're absolutely right, and. You know, as we go on, so the plot of the movie, there is a phantasm that is killing these mob members. One of them's voiced by Abe Vigoda. I had to check that because I was like, this guy sounds very familiar. Abe Vigoda was Tessio in The Godfather, for those of you who don't know, and Fish from Barney Miller. But he's 
the phantasm's killing all these mob members, trying to get all the way to the source, the person who really caused all the problems and the death of, I mean, do we want to just, why, why bury the lead? We'll tell them who the phantasm is, right? We agree with Um, this? Yeah, everyone should know who it is. Yeah, by now. So the phantasm is the, the daughter uh, of, I, I forget the character's name now. Uh, she is the daughter of uh, Beaumont. Is, Beaumont is the guy's name. That's correct. And she comes. Which I back. don't think I don't know if he ever has uh, any lines, so no. we don't know the name off the top of our heads. But he's a mob. He's one of. He's in a a, a ring of mob bosses. That, ring. You know, get together, partner together, and uh, it, this movie is twisty um we're we won't give away the one twist but the yes. twist with um uh what is her name andrea andrea, andrea beaumont, beaumont is the daughter she's the one who uh batman falls in love with and um, dana delaney yes she comes back to get revenge on all these other mob bosses because something goes south with her father and her father gets killed and Correct. she you know presumes it was um, all the the other people in that inner circle that betrayed him. So she and comes back them down. as the phantasm. And she's tracking him down and hunting him down and murdering them. Which um, and the phantasm's voice is Stacy Keach, which was possibly their best stroke of genius in this movie. Yes, so that voice was yeah, excellent. She is able to lower her voice many octaves in order to sound like Stacy Keach, which yeah, is that's impressive to say brilliant. the least. Um, I, what did you think about the phantasm itself? Like even before you find out who yeah. it is, um, let's 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 talk phantasm pre-reveal and post-reveal. So phantasm so, pre-reveal, how did you feel about him? I thought it, and you know, at the time while you're watching before. The, you get the reveal of right, who it is. Right. You think it's a him. So pardon me if I'm saying him yeah, of course. when I say phantasm. Um, but when you, you know, I, I felt like it was a pretty like scary villain for, I agree. again, for animated, you know? And so the first, I thought the cover art of this movie was excellent with Batman with his arms spread and the, basically the cape out like wings and the, ma- the mask of the Phantasm above him, which was basically like a skull-like right. face. Excellent. The figure of yes. the Phantasm itself, I thought, was basic but good. They didn't need to go overboard. Right. And like maybe it wasn't the most colorful toy, but it, it had the arm that was the, basically the giant axe. And you know this metal arm, and everything else was black except the mask. Yeah, like a little bit of like a a, a, like a cleaver almost. Yes. Or like a reap a miniature reaper um, thing. Yeah, like a sickle. It it comes across like they're like it's the Grim Reaper. Correct. That's what it comes across. There's even the scene in the graveyard, which is very like Grim Reapery. Very Grim Reapery. But that's perfect because everybody has that Grim Reaper image in their head across all these cultures it was scary and but it did a good job of not having to go overboard it was very basic very scary it hit 
that like you know something just innate about it there's something yes. off about it which i like um as when the reveal comes like the stacy keach voice excellent but when the reveal comes it's even better i think because a it's 1993 so when they reveal that it's not a man it's a woman uh i'm proud of them good job two yes it's a powerful, you know, it's a strong female character, even though she's a villain, technically, uh, yep. she's kicking ass, you know, she's and, and terrorizing yeah. bad people. So here's the other thing. Successfully too. terrorizing bad people. Successfully terrorizing bad people. How do you feel about her? Is Andrea Beaumont a bad guy, bad girl, or uh, like what kind of character do you put her as? Because you you sympathize with the mission, I think, right? I sympathize with the mission, of course. Right. I sympathize with the mission. But Um, killing is bad. Killing is no good, especially under the. I'm. I'm. I don't. Maybe I missed it, but I'm unsure of the connection that she's able to make on who killed her father. Agreed. Especially if she knows who her father is and what he does. Also true. So there's a, so there's a couple things with this um, and, and her character. One is, is she making an assumption that it was that inner circle that did her father in? Okay. Or does she know, like, I, did I miss this part? Was this something, did they explain no. that they killed him? I think they were very vague about it. I think they're very vague. And okay. then eventually, they were pretty vague about it. There's a picture she has of like his inner Where circle. Where you see all of them. And you see And yes. that's how that's how Batman figures out oh it's Andrea. Who it is. Now um, I do want to talk about it, the Batman Andrea connection, but first let's get to like at the end of this movie, it is discovered that the Joker in his pre Joker capacity, which was like the nineteen eighty nine Batman Jack Nicholson Joker was yeah. essentially a mob figure, a mafia figure, you know, kind of was a bu- essentially a mob figure and it, someone who, and this is something that like actually predates um, the, uh, some storylines in the comic books. Yes. Is that he's somehow almost immortal. Like it, he's always been around. Right. Type of thing. Like, Oh, even 30 years prior in the heyday of these mob bosses he was there then but he's also like presumably bruce wayne's age in this movie you know what i mean um while everyone else a little in that era were old and decrepit so but that's like the the part of the mystery behind the joker right is he a man or is he truly a monster and does he just haunt gotham essentially and this is something that like i know in one of the the runs one of the more recent runs i think it was the new 52 run um with the joker that was something that they They kind of played into with the whole court of owls and the joker was always there you'd see all these old photos from like 1800s the early 1900s where he thinks he sees the joker and he's like is this something that the joker planted to make me drive me crazy or 
is this, is he really this person? Has he really been around for that long? I, I also like, they explore this in Batman beyond the animated series where, you know, now we're so far in the future. Bruce Wayne is old and decrepit, but the Joker returns, you know, as he, he basically, uh, incepts young Robin who he almost beats to death, you know, Tim Drake. And it was that that episode, which they turned into a movie, was just tremendous. If we if you haven't seen that one yet, that's something you gotta watch. Just I have tremendous. not seen it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But so with the Joker at the end of the movie essentially being this figure and, and having uh, you know having to have this final clash with him, I thought it was excellent. I thought that final battle was done very, very well. Uh, too. Here's like, there's all this minutia that we can talk about, but I think the last important thing that we have to discuss is do you agree with the decision by Batman who essentially loved Andrea Beaumont, Bruce Wayne loved Andrea Beaumont and they were separated by this villainous uh, cabal that, that was going after her father. Do you agree with his decision to let her go kind really like really she she gets away at the end spoiler alert she you know the she lives she gets away i mean he's kind of it's one of those things where he's like oh she definitely died in the explosion mm-hmm. so who can blame me it, she wouldn't be the first villain that have, has that got away his clutches yeah but so this felt like going, he was looking if he's gonna wink wink you're right. let someone escape it might as well be the person that he fell in love with you know i what I, mean? I guess but that i mean it was it was really like you know i guess well i'm i'm just looking over here i don't know what's i hear loud noises behind me i'm sure she's dead you know and then moves on with his day I don't know about that, dude. I don't know. I that was the one thing in this movie I brushed up against. Oh no, he, he totally he really lacks about like, it. He, yeah, he definitely lets her go, even like, along there, the there's way. There's no question. Yeah, there's no question. He purposefully looks the other way, but I, I, I'll, I don't mind that he does that. Like it makes Absolutely. sense that he would do that, considering uh, the circumstances. Uh, Here's perhaps. my question for you: what? Do you buy their relationship? to begin with because it starts so, out we like it's not a great meet cute it's not a great meet cute it's very weird like i don't see how yeah. either of them would be drawn to each other except for i guess bonding over having uh going through trauma with parental deaths <laughs> horrible trauma yeah i i don't know other than that i really don't yeah i didn't feel the love story i want you know i didn't think that was a a, a huge selling point of the movie. They could have done a better job crafting that, especially since they spent so much time in his like year one phase. But all right, so let's go back. Let's do some. Let's do some quick minutia. Let's do some quick odds and ends along the way. Uh, you get his finding of the Batmobile. He goes to like a World's Fair, and they look at the car of the future, and he turns that into the Batmobile, which I loved. I thought that was perfect sleek sexy it was a cool car i like that batmobile yeah i enjoyed all of the flashback stuff that had to do with him becoming batman yeah i enjoyed all of that i thought that was really cool how they just threw in 
a year one story. This was really one of the very first year one yeah. stories that we get. Definitely. Um, I, I also like that, like, a hammer was one of the tools that he carried around in his tool belt. Exactly. It's right. literally a utility belt. Right. Brilliant. Right. And but he's like, gotta, it's oh. something. It's excellent. It's excellent. He so I love this Epcot like ride of the future they're on, going through like at the World's Fair and then tomorrow the land of the and then he finds the car. Brilliance. His discovering of the bat suit, like making it awesome. In one of those uh oh, the other thing is there is no ambiguity about the mob in the cartoons and in this movie. It's just, they're all, apparently, they're all Italian. Every mob member is Italian. Yeah. The names, the accents, uh, so, yeah. you know, Valestro, Vagoda, like, it, there's just no, no ambiguity, no nuance. It's just like, oh, mafia, Italian. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was, it's a different time. It was a different, different time. Different time. Different time. Uh, it's you know Batman can't have a loved one. The we talked about didn't get me happy, but the phantasm is very similar to the character the Reaper from Year Two. So he's a Year Two villain. Okay. And they kind of I guess they they just re they blend that a little bit and repurpose yeah. him. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that that was a year two villain, so that's new. But I was saying earlier how I felt like it oh, reminded yeah. me of the Grim Reaper. Um, let's talk about the Joker of it all. Because again, oh, yeah. it wasn't going to be a Batman movie, especially an animated Batman movie without, without the Joker and without uh, Mark Hamill voicing the Joker. Um, I think the, the Joker twist, mm-hmm. uh, everything they did with the Joker is perfect. I, that's I think it's legitimately really great. Yes, his vo- the the tone, his voice, uh, the character, every line they wrote for him, genius. Just the way they use him within the story is really smart and really good, and is a great um, like multi layered twist. Yeah, right. They don't bang Where, you over the head with him. No, they don't. Where at first it's like you get the Joker introduced where Batman thinks like, Oh, he may be involved. Right. And so when he show, first appears, you're surprised. Oh, the Joker's in this, this is awesome. Right. right. And then the second twist on top of it, where it's almost like where the Joker figures out who the phantasm is before Batman does. I, which is brilliant. I mean, but that, then again, that is also their dynamic, and ha- as the the story of the Joker has evolved and progressed throughout the years, because it didn't start out this way, he really is Batman's equal. He's just insane. Oh, yes, without you know, a doubt. He's but he's smart. He's uh, conniving. He's clever. He just happens to be a psychopath. So yeah. I do like that he figured it out. Like, again, you said it best. It was perfect. Everything they did with him was perfect. He had, when we get to it, my favorite line. When, when we get to the favorite line. He has my favorite line, too. Yeah. It's got to be the same, I, same it thing. It has to be. There's a, I have an honorable mention for that, too. Um, uh, ditto. 
I, I think I, I bet you we have the same, it's the same two lines, right? Um, I, I love at the end as well. The Joker has like a Sean Connery Thunderball jetpack. That is so. Let's let's do that because I, I think you would agree. We were doing the best gadget. The just you're just showing off best okay. gadget. Okay. To me, it is the jetpack. The Sean Here, Connery. Basically, it's just three tubes, three pipes, yep. jetpack. Yep. Uh, no steering system really, but it was a cartoon. It was excellent. I thought it was perfect. Uh, mine is the hammer that Bruce uses in his early days nice. that he just happened to have on him. Nice. Like, really, you have a full tool belt. One of your first tools is a literal tool. You literally have a hammer. Literal hammer. To go fight crime. Pure genius. <laughs> yes. Um, he's one of those where he's like, oh, someone's like, oh, I, I need to change a tire. Oh, yeah. this thing broke. He's like, oh. Got it right here. I got the I got the 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 thing for that. Just the tool. Um, what do you think? Let's talk about best line. Oh, uh, let's do the honorable mention first. Let's see if okay. Let's see if we have the same one. Do you it want to is, go first? You want me to? Yeah, I'll you. say I'll say the honorable mention one, and then you could say the line of the movie, which I think we both have the same line. Yes. Movie. Um. This was earlier on where I think it's a flashback. Oh no, it might not be a flashback. But I think it's when Bruce first realizes that Andrea is back in town and right. they're at the party and they're, you know, he's got the girls swooning over him. And one yeah. of the girls says they're talking about like, oh, there's a word he can't say or something like that. And one of the girls yeah. says to him, what about the I word? And he says the I word. And she goes, engagement. Engagement. Yes, that, that was good. Oh, that was all right. my that was, mention. That was not the one I went with, but that was perfect. Engagement? Okay. Oh, my so God. Is, uh, who says the two lines that you have? The Joker honorable... says them both. He says them both. All right. I'm just going to let you take it. Let's, let's see if all we right. have the same best line. The best line I thought in the whole movie yep. was when he goes, well, he's, he's talking to the Abe Vigoda character. Yep. And he's welcoming him into the cave and he goes, Mi Casa Nostra, Su Casa Nostra. Oh, okay. We I... have a different line. Oh. I, mine, is sh mine is shortly after that. Oh, is what is when he, he says, What's an old timer like you want with a two timer like me? The, the two it was, he had all the best lines in this movie. So good. What's an old timer like you want with a two timer like me? Me, I could have sworn you were going to say but that is a great one too. Oh, that is a great line too. Um, I almost what, fell off my chair. What is your best scene? I, uh, it, it took me out of the movie in a good way, where I was like, I was watching it, I was watching it, I was remembering there was some nostalgia, and then this happened, and I hyper focused. Um, it's that scene when he goes to the graveyard, the flashback, and he's saying, like, you know, he wants to break his vow. He wants his, his dead parents to let him out of yeah. the vow. And he yeah. keeps repeating, I just didn't count on being happy. I just didn't count on being happy. I thought that was friggin' beautiful. Oh, and just, like, devastating. And like, devastating. he thinks that, oh, he, like, he... Like, the, the one thing his parents would want him to have is happiness. And he thinks... Right that he it's a problem that that's the problem 
um, yeah. really just like depressing. <laughs> Super know? depressing. Which is what a the, tragic is what it is. My favorite scene was the phantasm arriving to Salvatore's and seeing okay. that the Joker already got to him. Ah. Which then leads into the big police chase where yes. the police are chasing after Batman. I thought that was a really cool scene, a really cool reveal, and um, a great segue into a really good chase scene, an action sequence that, like, for a cartoon to hold your interest and do, like, a whole, like, 10-minute long kind of their police chase, police chasing Batman yeah. Um, was an achievement, I felt like. That was good. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. That was impressive. Um, let's let's update our our Batman movie rankings to date. We have so far watched three Batman movies. Um, this podcast is probably a little bit quicker than what most of our podcasts are going to be because this is a this short is a quick movie animated film. Yeah. Um what what has anything changed in your order? It has. Where do you place Mask of the Phantasm? It it has. I I place it third out of the three we watched. However, okay, I I, I agree with you. Uh, but I did change my initial ranking. Okay. I did. I did. Uh, upon you've, you've sat on it. You've had. I, some I'm, time. I'm sat on it. I've digested it. Yeah. And I feel like while I love Batman 1989 and it's the first and you always have this feeling, I do feel like you were right. The, the Batman <laughs> Returns. I know. I know. That's let's just, you know, let's just get past it. I'm I, just going to be playing that on loop. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the soundbite. Sample that. Um Batman Returns really is a a good movie. The car it, it was just enough characters. Like in later yep. Bond movies, they go a little. It's too much. It's like Batman movies. Yeah, Batman movies. It's it's you know yep. Ivy, Batgirl, Robin, Freeze, Bane, all in mm-hmm. one movie. It's Joker, Two Face, Batman, Robin. Like this was just enough. Everybody got enough screen time. Every character got developed. And every character brought something totally interesting to the fold. And, and it's iconic in as much as the way the, the Penguin has been forever after, the way uh, a Catwoman has been forever after. So I, I go Batman Returns, Batman 89, Mask of the Phantasm. We have the same exact ranking so far. Yes, we do. Now that, now that you've made some adjustments and, and have found the way i've done some deep Um, soul searching yeah absolutely i am thrilled to be honest that you said that i was right um i'm gonna take that in i'm gonna bask in it for a while can really drink that and uh oh yeah oh yeah um it's it's out there in the world (laughs) it's in the ether now there could potentially one day be millions of people listening to this it's good that you got it out of the way early when there's only going to be a handful of got it got it out of the way now yeah so you never have to say it again and you'll just be in straight denial Um, forever uh, i gotta make that uh i gotta make a soundboard and be able to play (laughs) that um that is uh, that wraps up mask of the phantasm for us this week um next episode 
we're we're back into the kind of uh, Burton verse, but we're is, is it Schumacher now who takes over? Does it is now two? Schumacher. He okay, does two. we're in fully in Schumacher uh, Batman verse uh, with Val Kilmer taking over in Batman Forever. Yes. That'll be next episode. Um, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, we really would appreciate it if you would rate, review, subscribe, like, where, whatever it is that you do on whatever podcast platform you listen on. We are on all of the pop, major podcast platforms, and we are on Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. Glued, the number two, the screen.com. That's right. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Marathon, everybody.